guys, and welcome back to the next episode of She Thrives. I'm super excited to be with you, but for some reason it feels like I haven't podcasted in such a long time, which isn't true because there was a podcast last week, but maybe I'm just crazy. But just an update, this past week has been one of the longest weeks of my life for no really specific reason, but I just feel like because I am a senior in high school, I'm starting to get that senioritis of just being ready to graduate, ready to move on ready to do something new. So it's been a really long week for me and I don't know if any of you guys are in this boat but that kind of leads into what this episode is about and I just want to offer you at the start of this a lot of encouragement and just telling you that it is okay if you feel like you are lacking motivation right now but that is not an excuse to stop going, to stop grinding, to stop pushing, to stop working. But on the other hand this is the time that you need to make that decision to go hard. And we're not even into the podcast yet, and I'm dropping the mic here, so I'm really sorry about that. But before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you guys how grateful I am that there are people that listen to my podcast and people that like it. So if you ever have comments or anything like that, please let me know because I I want this to be your podcast. I want this to be our podcast. She thrives. It's not a specific person, but rather all of us in general. So this is your podcast. Let me know what you guys want to hear, what you want to talk about, and any questions that you guys have. So going into what we have for this week, something really close to myself, and I feel like it's at the core of who I am, is this intense drive and determination that I have. You can ask anybody in my family. I'm very stubborn, and when I get something on my mind, I run with it until it's accomplished. And I've seen this in both the negative and the positive in my life, but I've really considered it one of my biggest strengths when it comes to setting goals and reaching goals. And I've never really come out with advice for this kind of area, but I think that I've gone through a lot. I've accomplished a lot. I've done a lot of things that I never thought that I would be able to do. So I want to pass on a few tips, seven tips actually, on how to set goals, how to set reachable goals, how to continue in the striving for those goals, and ultimately how to reach our goals and stay motivated in them. So my first tip, which is honestly pretty general, and if you've ever looked for tips or tricks to set goals and stay motivated, this is probably the first one, and honestly it's super generic and cliche, but it's very important. And that is to start with a plan. You need to identify where you want to be and what you want to accomplish. And this can be in any area of your life. So we're talking from spiritual life to relationships to workplace to school to even working out. And I think I'm probably going to talk a lot about the working out aspect of this because that is a way that you can see growth in a very practical and efficient manner, but you guys can implement these in any area of your life. And there are definitely ways that this works for spiritual life. So I think what's worked the best for me in setting a plan and identifying my goal and where I want to be or what I want to accomplish is to start with a really big picture. And so often I think that I trick myself into setting these really specific realistic goals which is not a problem and I think that works for some people but there have been times in my life where I've set a crazy goal just absolutely absurd like crazy 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 and just the idea of that is what drives me and 
going into my life, I think one area is that when I started doing track and field, I was just kind of doing it for fun. My sisters had done it. My dad did it. And I just wanted to try something new. And at that point, my goal was not to go to a Division One college. That definitely was not my goal. I mean, it would have been nice. But as a sixth grader, my goal was just to do well at a track meet. You know, it wasn't anything like that. But once I started getting into high school and I really started enjoying track and I really started seeing improvement, it was probably my junior year that after I had been successful, I had a successful junior season. So the summer after my junior year, I really started thinking, okay, honestly, it's not that far-fetched. You know, if I just worked a little bit harder, I might be able to do it. And I think, so setting that goal of Division One college is a lofty goal. It is not something that is easily obtainable by any means, but it wasn't something, it wasn't a goal that I set in the sixth grade. Again, my goal in the sixth grade was just to do well. And then as I went on and as I kept working, my goals got bigger and bigger. But I do think it was important for me to identify that really lofty goal because this past summer, I was not Division One ready at all. I'm probably still not Division One ready, even after these months of training, which I'll get into later. But I do think that we need some goals that are realistic, but a little higher than what's going to happen in a month or two. And going off of that, I think once you have identified that large goal, I think you then need to thin it out a little bit. You go from big picture to small picture. So... Again, in my workout life and in this journey to becoming a Division One athlete, the the big goal was Division One, for sure. That's the big goal. That's the header on the page, Division One athlete. And then under that, I say because I'm a high jumper, okay, what heights do I need to jump to go to a Division One college? So in my case, anything from five four maybe above. And really, 5A is where you want to be. 5A is really good. That's winning meets in college. That's doing really well. So anywhere, those four inches. So from 5'4 to 5'8, that's good for girls, Division One. And my junior year, I was jumping 5'1, 5'2. And that is not 5'4, and that is definitely not 5'8. <laughs> so at the end of my junior year. Granted, I did jump higher at the end of my junior year, so I was kind of in that boat already for Division One. but I wanted to be better. So I figured out, okay, what worked for me last year? What can I do this year? So my goal has been to work out every single day and to do workouts that are going to help me not only in my event, but also just as an overall athlete. And the biggest thing for me is running. I hate running. I've always hated running. So that has been my focus is to get better at running. So in addition to getting stronger to be able to jump higher and just becoming overall more healthy, running has been a goal of mine. So I went from Division One athlete to a smaller goal that will help me in achieving that of running twice a week, getting miles in, becoming a better runner, not dreading the thought of going on a run. So I hope you guys can understand what I'm saying here of start with the big picture and then map out smaller ways to reach that goal. And in your spiritual life, if you, by the end of the month, want to have started conversations with 20 people about your faith, you can't just get a group of 20 people and share the gospel. You need to 
get involved in small groups. You need to attend youth events. You need to be involved in your school. You need to meet as many people as possible and build relationships with them. So your goal today, if your end goal is to reach 20 people this month, your goal today cannot be to call up 20 people and push the gospel on them. No, no, no. Your goal today needs to be to meet for coffee with a girl in your class or to go on a walk with somebody or do something like that. That is your goal today, not reaching 20 people today. It's a process. And again, I know that you guys have heard that, but I just wanted to reiterate that because it really is crucial in achieving your goals. And then my second tip is to make a collection of things that inspire you specifically for the times when you really aren't feeling it. And this can look different depending on what aspect of your life you're trying to reach a goal in. So basically what I'm saying is that you need to find things that inspire you. And I know for me, one area that I get drained out really quickly in is my creativity levels. And especially with having a blog and doing this podcast, I'm constantly pushing my creativity. And even with just the rise in value of social media and all of that, the self-branding thing that is happening, creativity is something that is constantly being pushed, constantly being pushed out of me. And there have been times when I go through this dry spell of creativity. I'm not getting inspired by anything. And that's when I have to pull back in my memory the things that inspired me in the first place. So these can be books, these are poems, these are authors that I look up to, these are videos, or even just something that really inspires my creativity is seeing other people be creative. And there's a video um, that I actually was shown by one of my old teachers, and it's this guy making a guitar out of just random objects like a Coke bottle and wood and string, something crazy. And just seeing how he went from nothing to something reminds me that even in the desolate, there's creativity. And oftentimes, the desperate measures cause the most beautiful creativity. Because nothing's more creative than building a guitar out of wood and a Coke bottle. Like, nothing's more creative than that. And I think being reminded that it's in the desert where creativity thrives is something really cool. So, in your spiritual life, this can be quotes from philosophers, quotes from pastors and Christians and powerful empowerment speakers and things like that that really drive you to seek the Lord. I know that C.S. Lewis has great quotes. His books are amazing. Sadie Robertson is one in today that's super impactful and super influential. So, just getting things from them that inspire you rain or shine that inspire you. This can also be verses, like turning back to your favorite verses. I think something that has been huge in my life is actually journaling. And I have this in another point, but keeping a journal, a spiritual journal, this can be prayers, Bible studies, your thoughts on passages, whatever, but just keeping those things and looking back at them often helps you to see the progress that you've made and helps you to remind yourself of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. And that's what makes it easier in the hard times. That's what makes it easier in the low seasons to remember the spiritual highs that you have had. And I also think if you're in a spiritual high right now, kudos to you. And I challenge you to pray during this time that when you're out of this time, because it will happen and it's inevitable, it will happen to all of us. 
But while you're in this really high time with the Lord, pray for the times that you're not going to be in that. Pray that you'll be reminded of this time and pray that you'll be reminded of God's goodness even when you can't feel it. That's been really impactful for me and I can't stress that point enough. My third point is to make a schedule, something where you have a task to complete every single day. And this may just be because of me. I love accomplishing things. I love the feeling of accomplishment. So in my workout life, I have a schedule that's taped on my door. So I see it every single day that I walk out of my room. And it's a Monday through Sunday calendar of what workout I need to do on every single day. And this helps me because I see it every morning, so I expect it. And now, because I've been working out for a long time, I look forward to it. It's a really crucial part of my day. But also, spending the time to go through and say, okay, Mondays are arm days. Tuesdays are abs days. Wednesdays are leg days. Thursdays are you fill in the blank. Just, I know what I'm prepared for. I'm preparing myself. When I walk into that gym, I know what I'm doing today. And also... I know exactly what workouts I'm doing that day. So I know on arm day, I'm doing bench press, even though I don't really bench. That was just an example. Um, But on arm days, I'm going to power clean. I'm going to push press. I'm going to do all of these things. And I know that going into the gym so I can't chicken out. If I've planned it for three months in advance, I'm going to have to do it at the gym because I don't want to throw off the schedule. So I highly encourage this in your spiritual life, in your work life. If Even school, if you say, okay, I want to spend an hour on homework every single night, somehow figure out a way to track that. And I know something with the goal and the love that I have for that feeling of accomplishment, being able to cross something off of the list is huge for me. So I highly suggest you print out your schedule, get some pins so that when you finish it, when you finish that day's workout, when you finish that devotional, when you finish your homework for that night, you get to physically cross it out and move on to the next thing. This just helps as a visual. And also, I think it helps when you go back to look at the progress that you've made and the ways that you've grown. This next one is absolutely crucial for accomplishing your goal, and that is to make time. So you need to prepare in advance to do the goal that you have set in place. Even if you have a busy day and you can't spend as much time as you want to on something, do something every single day. And I think it's important when you are setting this goal, whether it be personal, professional, spiritual, whatever, if you're setting this goal, you need to put weight on it so you put priority on it. And what I mean by that is it's easy in athletics, especially being a high schooler, because I know that every day practices from 3.30 to 5.30 or whatever, and that time is marked out specifically for practice, and nothing else is going to infiltrate that time, and nothing else is going to take me away from that time. So that's easy. So if you're in that boat, congratulations. But if you're not in that boat, if this is a personal goal, if this is a spiritual goal where outside of church, so outside of small group, outside of Bible study, you specifically need to find time to do that every day. And while that may be hard, especially if you're very busy, and I understand that, but if it's a goal, you need to do it every day. And you need to have some, at least do something every single day for that goal. So in my own life, I have really tried multiple times to be a morning devotional person. It's just not me. And I am actually doing 
this study called Only Love Today and it's probably five minutes in the morning and I can do that in the morning. Five minutes in the morning, that's great. And it gets me in the right mindset and it really gets me reflecting on what the Lord is doing and I can do that every morning. But I found that I'm a nighttime Bible study person. That's where I pull out the study book and I pull out my Bible and it's deep study and it's deep reflecting on what the Lord is doing in my life. So that's my time and that is set aside every single night for the Lord. So I think that despite what you're doing, you have to have that time. And this may mean saying no to other things. If in your school life, you have a big test coming up and you know you're going to need to study for it, or if you're just trying to get your GPA up and you know that you're going to need weekly study time, you need to protect that time because you're protecting your goal. You're protecting your future self. So protect that time in order to be able to reach that goal. And next, this is tip number five. So after this, we have two more. We're doing great, but you need to finish it. Whatever you've decided to do every day, finish it. And I know that this sounds weird, but this has been one that's actually kind of hard for me in working out because, you know, there are some days when you just are not feeling it and you'll do half a workout and you're like, wow, this is killer. Like even with the fans on, like, I don't know if anybody else is in this, but like when I work out, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, are these fans even on? I'm like, oh dang, like I'm just really hot today. (laughs) But I think you need to set the precedent that no matter what you're doing, you're finishing it. And this has been huge for me in my goal of becoming a better runner because it is so easy when I'm doing a run and say it's a 30 minute run, which if there are any runners out there, I know that's not super impressive, but keep in mind I hated running. And even if you aren't a runner and 30 minutes sounds like a long time, I started with like 10. So you definitely build your way up. But I'm in a 30 minute run. They're still not my most favorite thing. They're definitely not the easiest things in the world. And it's really easy to get to like 25 minutes and be like, okay, really the last five minutes are cool down anyways. So why am I, you know, even doing that? Like I can cool down in two seconds. I just press stop on this treadmill and I am done. But no, I have set the precedent that I'm going to finish every single run. If that means moving the pace down, okay, move the pace down. If that means slowing down, if that means turning up my music and distracting myself, do it. But I'm finishing every single run. And something that has really helped me in this, which this is kind of goofy, so don't judge me, but this also is a tip, bonus tip. That makes eight tips for you guys. Wow. But, and this sounds weird, but in finishing it, it may be a materialistic thing. So put on something or go somewhere and make that your finished thing or finished spot. Let me explain. So for running, I needed to get actual running shoes. So I went to the store, bought running shoes, and plugged them into my Nike Running Club app. And it has an area where you can like nickname your shoes. And for some odd reason, I'm really into nicknaming things right now. So I was really thinking about this. And I named my shoes the finishers. And I did this because every time I put on those shoes, I'm deciding that no matter what I'm doing, I'm finishing it. When I put on those shoes, I'm promising myself and reminding myself that I'm going to finish and I'm going to see this through. And honestly, this has been huge in my run because when I'm at that 25 minute marker, I'm at that 30 minute marker, you fill in the blank when I'm at that spot, when I hit the wall, 
and I look down at my shoes, I say, these are finishers. I finish whatever I'm doing in these shoes. So I know that's weird and I know that may sound odd, but give it a try. And again, in your spiritual life, this could be a spot. This could be a chair in your room and you say, no matter what, I'm finishing this study. No matter what, I am dedicating 30 minutes. I'm dedicating an hour. I'm dedicating you fill in the blank to encountering the Lord this morning. No matter how late I'm running, no matter if I've had breakfast or not, I'm going to honor the Lord and focus on him in this time. So every time you go to that spot, you are sticking there for the whole time. That's been huge for me. It served as a physical reminder, also a mental reminder, and just has really helped me. And honestly, there have been times when if I hadn't looked at my shoes and been like, dang it, I'm in the finishers. Like, I have to finish. I honestly probably would have quit. So it's been really great for me. And the next one is to journal your process. It'll help you keep track and serve as a good reminder of the growth that you've made, but will also help your mental health. And I have definitely grown to love journaling in all areas of my life. I journal on a daily basis about everything and anything under the sun, but I found it really cool to journal your process of reaching your goal. So again, this can be in any area of your life, but I know for running, it's important for me to journal before my run, during my run, after my run. Not that like I journal in the middle of my run, but just what I was feeling in that time. Recall those feelings, recall what I ate, recall what made me feel good, what didn't make me feel good, what I enjoyed about the run, my view of the run, all of that. It just helps me to see the consistencies, but also to remember the really great times, to remember the wins. It helps me to celebrate my little victories and those things. So I highly suggest tracking that process and Honestly, it's really amazing to see what we can do and working through our thoughts and putting those on paper helps our mental health and I think it helps us to understand more of who we are but also how the Lord has made us and how we can see all that we can do in his name and in his glory and in his strength. So I think it is really cool to journal and keep track of that. And this is the final tip. For reaching your goals and this one honestly guys is huge like one of the biggest ones I think if this is the biggest takeaway from this podcast it's going to be this last one and that is to get your circle in on your goal so you they can hold you accountable what I mean by our circle is the people that you interact with daily or the people that you talk to daily and in my own life I've seen this work out really well in the workouts that I'm doing the people that I see every day is my family. So they know that when I come home from school, I go to the gym. And honestly, days when I've been busy or days when I have kind of been putting off the gym, they'll say, hey, aren't you going to go to the gym today? Like, oh, haven't you been to the gym? And this really helps me because if I forget about it, they remind me. But also, they know the goal that I have. They're seeing the progress. They're in on this goal. So it's not just something that I'm keeping a secret. Because that is so detrimental if people don't know about it because you can drop it and nobody's going to know. And while that may seem appealing, and I don't necessarily think that this needs to happen for every single goal, but I think goals that you're serious about and goals that you need accountability for, you definitely have to let people in. This not only, again, helps you stay on track, but it also gives you people to celebrate with when you do have a victory and when you do have a win. So... I hope that this has helped you guys and at least 
stirred up the idea of reaching goals. These are things that have helped me throughout my whole life. I know just going off of some goals, besides athletically, starting a blog was a goal of mine. Starting a podcast, actually having people listen to it and challenge myself was a goal and was something that I had to work towards. So these have all helped me, but I think even if you disregard all seven of those tips, I think just praying over your goals, praying over the situation, and allowing the Lord to build on your talents is huge. And I know so often we hear things about how the Lord has blessed us, and if we don't exercise those blessings, then it's a waste. And while I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a waste, but if the Lord is giving you these gifts... It's our job to improve them, and it's our job to exercise them and make the most out of them. So I think that setting goals and striving for accomplishments are not bad things, but rather challenges that can push us to become better people, better Christians, better followers of Christ, and overall just better versions of ourselves. Not that we weren't made perfectly in God's image, but that we can learn more that we can do, and we can challenge ourselves, and we can push our limits, and we can honestly thrive in whatever area of our lives that we are currently in. So before we close, I'm going to pray us out and then leave us with a challenge. And it's going to be a simple challenge, I promise, but one that I think will help us both start thinking about some areas of our life. So Lord, we just thank you for this time. And I thank you for goals. And I thank you for challenges. And I thank you for just the drive and determination that we have as human beings to push ourselves and to become closer to you, and to become better athletes, better workers, better students, whatever. I just thank you so much for that, and I pray that in this work, and in this striving, and in these accomplishments, that we'll glorify you, Lord, that that will be our main focus, and the main reason why we do what we do. And I just pray that you'll help us this week to chase after some goals, to chase after you, to chase after growing closer to the people around us, and growing closer to your kingdom. It's your name, I pray. Amen. So the goal for this week, the challenge for this week, is to figure out one goal. Set one goal this week. And I really want you guys to focus on the first tip I gave you, which is to start with a plan. So this week, I just want you to think of areas where you could improve or think of an area where you've always wanted to do something and jot that goal down and get a plan. It doesn't have to be a concrete plan. You don't have to start it now, but just figure out one goal. And we'll pick it up next week and talk more about this and how this can relate to our Christian walk and really just letting the Lord speak through this next podcast. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. But again, I thank you so much and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you.